Good evening, everyone. Friends, our first reading uh, from the book of Sirach, also known as uh, Ben Sirach. Ben Sirach uh, was a sage of Jerusalem, and uh, he was a lover of wisdom, uh, particularly wisdom from God on high. And uh, he, um, uh, oddly enough, his name is Yeshua. Yeshua uh, is uh, it's translated into Jesus. Um, he is the son of Eleazar, the son of Sarah. And um, it was his grandson who would later translate the book that we were hearing from. And uh, in particular, he, um, he speaks about, in particular, he talks about community and family and relationships with each other. That was his focus. Uh, and ultimately, a relationship with God on high. And uh, he said, humility uh, lets us see, and I hope I understand this right, the way people use truth today. I need to speak my truth, understand my truth. Uh, ben Sarah, uh, the he said, humility allows one, using our vernacular, to understand one's truth, the truth of who they were, who they are. And he said, in this then, uh, would they uh, have greater understanding? And he had students, because he's a sage. So he, the, what we were hearing from this, this evening was a warning to his students that um, Pride uh, will lead you down the wrong path, in particular because uh, at the time it was Greek philosophy. He said, be careful with that. He said, there is a wisdom that is greater than what the world understands. And uh, he said, if you follow only pride and the Greek philosophy, you will be led astray. And uh, our second reading from Hebrews uh, compares two covenants, the covenant of Moses and the covenant created by Christ himself. And uh, Moses gave us the law, and in that, people were afraid, and they were fear of, of messing up and of punishment, uh, where Christ, his covenant, gives us access to God because of his humility, and his blood sanctified people. And Jesus himself becomes our mediator. Now, Moses was the mediator of his people also. Marin's... Um, Having said that, uh, not to heed the voice of Jesus Christ, uh, Paul would develop this, not to heed the voice of Jesus Christ how, was a graver sin than rejecting the word of Moses, meaning his laws and stuff. And uh, in this writing we hear from our, uh, this evening, uh, there was a mention of the firstborn. The firstborn, the assembly of the firstborn are the angels. And... Um, the saints, as we would understand them, of the Old Testament, the patriarchs, and all those like Ben Sarah, uh, who was a friend of God. Um, there's a reference made to blood. Uh, the blood of Abel, if you don't remember, Abel is the first human that is murdered. He's murdered by his brother, and his blood is spilled on the ground. And what we are told is that his very blood spoke out from the earth, calling for vengeance upon his brother. But it is compared then to the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, and uh, the blood of Jesus Christ did not call for vengeance, but uh, sanctified us who would believe. And um, it opened the way for believers to have access to God the Father. So these are, uh, and it was the humility of Jesus Christ and his sacrifice. So the first reading speaks about humility, the second uh, reading about humility also. So, um, 
our gospel shows us this paradoxical aspect of holiness and uh, one that we may not notice at first, uh, but to ascend to holiness, to walk in holiness, one must first descend. Um, Jesus tells us that in order to walk on the road of holiness that ascends to his Father, we must put ourselves last, choosing to be like a servant, or the word he uses is slave. This teaching of Jesus reassures us, but also challenges us. It is a consolation that we need uh, not to pursue, if you will, great extraordinary things uh, like those who climb the peaks of high mountains uh, for the sheer adrenaline of it. Um, instead, we must follow a humble path, uh, the lowest possible path is kind of what Jesus is putting forth by using this image of a banquet. And my friends, the great thing about this, the genius in this is no one lacks the ability to choose the lowest place to be at. I'm not talking about in their life, I'm talking about a humble place. And uh, it is possible for everyone to do this. But this teaching of Jesus is also very demanding because our human heart, our human tendencies is to selfishness and prideful things and self-centeredness, which make it difficult for us to choose to be in the lower place. More often, we usually try to obtain a position that is a bit higher than we actually deserve. And Jesus notes with precision the attitudes of the people invited to this wedding banquet and proposes to us a rationale born of common sense, really. And there's a whole piece, the lectionary is what we hear from, but in the Bible, there's a piece cut away from it. Uh, just, I don't know, it's just the way they set it up. Uh, but there's a whole piece missing, and I don't want to, uh, it becomes crucial to the understanding of things, but they took it out, so I'm not going to speak about it uh, more than this. But um, if you take a superior position than the one you expect, you risk humiliation, is what Jesus is getting at. But if you take the inferior place at the table, in this case, um, he says you will be exalted and you'll have great joy and you'll enjoy the esteem of those who are at the party. And uh, it is hard for most of us to spontaneously look for the lowest place to be at in such events uh, because of our inordinate sense of entitlement these days. But it is, as Jesus says, the most secure path, if you will, to exaltation with his Father. Jesus' teaching is demanding, but he helps us to see that it is really simple and it will offer a peace that you cannot have uh, from the world. And um, he does not push you and I to fulfill extravagant endeavors. He doesn't say don't do it, but he's not forcing you. He's not telling you to go and reach for the highest mountain ever and walk upon it. And oddly enough, and this is really hard for me because I speak about holiness always, he doesn't even... He almost implies you don't even have to do this with holiness. He just says simply be humble. And that's based on Micah 6.8, I believe. And he says, recognize your need of my Father. Recognize your imperfection. But do not remain there. He says, because this will prevent you from hearing my Father's voice. So, he also invites us, and this is what's become so important, he invites us not to be discouraged. He invites us to be happy. He invites us uh, to praise his Father in all things. And my friends, this world is imperfect. 
and we are imperfect, but we have a God who loves us perfectly. And in that love, he calls us out of our imperfections. He calls us away from that which is not holy. And that is really hard. I mean, look at the price Jesus paid for it. But Jesus says, this is the way to my Father, this humble path. So these two visions that I see in, from this particular gospel reading should be united. One vision uh, is that of it exalts and corresponds to our calling from God to be holy and immaculate and without blemish, like the church, like the beautiful bride whom Christ wishes to present to his Father in splendor. And that is not Father Mark's wisdom. That is Ephesians 5, 25. That is St. Paul talking about us. The other vision that comes from the gospel is marked by humility and simplicity and trusting abandonment into the Father's hands. That is difficult for me. I don't know if it's difficult for you, but it's difficult for me to do this because I'm a micromanager. So I tend to want to micromanage God also, which is arrogant and prideful. I admit it. And that's the first part of it is admitting this is a problem for me. But Jesus would tell us in another, we should be like children, young ones, who do not think to choose the place of high elevation, but they themselves are just content that their parents love them. I cannot help giving these themes of humbleness and simplicity to think of one great disciple of Jesus Christ, his mother, Mary of Nazareth. I recall her presence at Calvary. She is the very mother of God. She is now queen of heaven. But her presence at Calvary, she shared completely in the total humiliation of her son. The world hated him from the beginning and treated him with such great disrespect. And she shared in that as a mom. Anyone who's a mom or a grandmother knows this. You treat your child, it's like treating you the same way. So she shared in the humiliation that the world shoveled on Jesus Christ, her son. And we can take note that she had been prepared for this moment since the, since the announcement of what was going to happen. In fact, after having heard that she would become the very mother of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the King, who would have an everlasting kingdom, instead of glorifying herself, after the angel told her, you are going to be Mary, full of grace. You are going to become the mother of the Savior. Instead of glorifying herself, as many young women of her time would have, because they wanted to be in her place. She was humble and presented herself as a slave. In her own words, I am the hand servant of my Lord. Luke 1, 38. In this way, she prepared to share in the very passion of the servant of the Lord, as Isaiah called him, the suffering servant. The first reading can also be read in relation to Our Lady and more precisely in relation to the events that followed the resurrection and ascension of Jesus Christ, her son. St. Paul, writing to the Philippians, said, 
I long to depart this life to be with my Lord and Savior. Mary, assuredly, there is nothing in Scripture that would tell us this, but assuredly, after the resurrection and ascension of Jesus, had that same state of mind as St. Paul, her desire to be with her son. Mary, ever obedient and ever humble, willingly stayed on this earth to help us, to help the apostles, to help Mother Church by her own witness of humble and generous service. I can look to Jesus, but for many, Jesus seems almost out of reach. I can never be like him. Okay, I'm presenting you an image of his mother. Can you be like his mom? That humbleness and that gentleness and that service. And she did it in joy. Again, a world that was not perfect for her. But she understood that God loved her perfectly. And that made all the difference. And if I fail as your pastor to tell you this, that God loves you, we may be sinners and we may be imperfect. He calls us to conversion. His son says, repent, believe in the gospel. But my father loves you. And because of that love, he will not allow you to remain where you are. I look to Mary again. She renounced immediate participation in her son's glory in order to serve us, the children, her children. We become her children. Jesus on the cross says, Woman, behold your son. Let us thank the Lord for his example, for his love and mercy. But let us thank the Lord for the example of the love and humility and service of Mary, his mother. And let us as Mary, who knew how to unite a, a very profound type of humility and simplicity, all with joy and love and hope, as revealed in the Magnificat found in Luke chapter 1. Let us follow her then, her example, that leads to the true path of holiness. My friends, I was away, as you know, and I was at a conference, and it was wonderful to be surrounded by Catholic Christians, disciples of Jesus Christ who were filled with joy. Even though things were not perfect, they were filled with great joy. Which inspired me to make sure, as pastor, I've got to get you to that place. Things are not perfect. They weren't then. They are not now. We're sinners. That's what the Bible tells us. But we have grace. But we have to be open to move away from that which is not holiness. And I've been telling you for eight years, it is difficult. It is extremely difficult. But we have God's grace and mercy. So, my friends, um, let us pray for each other. Let us open our hearts uh, to Christ. Let us look to the examples of the saints. Let us look to the example of his mother. Great humility and humbleness, uh, service. She who was filled with grace, Mary, full of grace, queen of heaven, as we call her, remain humble, a handmaid of the Lord God. And look how he exalted her 
She's queen of heaven and earth, queen of all that is 